Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. And it's very always good to have you with me and listening. And so I always want to remind you that if you don't get to hear the full show, you can go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Go to the home page, top of the page, hit the listen button. It'll take you right to the page where all the shows are. You also can go to the 1360 KPXQ website and under the host just find me and it'll have all those shows as well so today I thought we would kind of do a little refresher so if you've been listening to this show for I think it's been four years now we've been doing this you might have heard some of what I'm going to talk about today but I wanted to do a refresher about being your own best version and I came up with this in about 1990 And God really gave me that phrase for me to be my own best version. Because what it really helped me to do was stop comparing myself to other people and to stop judging myself and to stop thinking that I should be something that maybe I am not and to really just accept myself as a created being and that God didn't ask my permission as to how he wanted to make me and that he's very happy with how he made me. And he wants me to be the best version of what he has made. Not the best version of somebody else or who I think I should be, could be, would be, ought to be, but who I truly am. And so all of these different experiences that I've had in my life, whether it be counseling or coaching, consulting, or figuring out my own life, music, all these different things and speaking that I've been able to do, have really sharpened my ability to identify and understand this internal world that we all have. Those thoughts, those perceptions, we make choices, there's paradigms, there's memories, there's all kinds of experiences that our internal world then affects the external world. And so the internal world really determines many times and often creates behaviors, our attitudes, and circumstances that can and do have very far-reaching effects on the productivity, the quality of life, and any relationships that we have. So I'm hoping that this show will not only educate you, but inspire you, and it'll motivate you to really start back at the beginning, to start with who you are, to be your own best version, the best version of the person that God has divinely designed you to be in all seasons, all phases of your life, not this counterfeit version of, of you, who you think the world wants you to be, or who you think you should be, or what your family wanted you to be, or what the perfect Christian is, but to really truly be the original design. Because that's what's so powerful about each and every individual, is they are not replicated. We cannot reproduce you. You are a one-time only occurring person. 
So you get one shot, and we get one shot at you as well. So I want to really encourage you to know that when God designed you, he was quite happy, quite pleased. He thought about you. You were an idea that he had. He planned you, and then he formed you. Now, the the difference between us and a created product or whatever is that whatever we as humans create don't get to fight their own creation. Whatever we create doesn't talk back to us. Whatever we create just is. But God gave all his creation free will. And so we get to rebel against his original design if we want to do so. But what I've really come to find is the original design will always be the best version of you and the one that brings you the most joy. And allowing him to change and heal the world through you in the most effective and unique manner, only the way that you can do. See, we have all these different relationships with people. And even if we know the same people, our relationship with each person is unique because it's created by two unique people. And so only you can affect the world in the way that God has designed for you to affect it. And if you don't, then it's a void. See, only you can do your calling. Only you can leave your distinct imprint on the world, your fingerprint. Now, in relationship, men and women, you know, long, we long to be understood. We want to express ourselves successfully to one another. In businesses, we expect the best from our employees and our, and our parents and as parents hope that children become all God created them to be. See, we're relational beings. And we have this deep need to be seen, to be understood, to connect, to be known and to be accepted by those around us, especially the ones that are special to us, and and certainly by God. And so as you begin to understand, and then you transform, and then you assimilate all this different knowledge that we have when it comes to being everything that we need to be in order to be the best version of ourselves, See, this way we'll be able to walk this out in all the arenas of our, of, of our life, all the places that, that we move within. And through all the years of the experiences that I've had, and through watching and researching, I really have learned some basic core truths that do continue to stand the test of time. And these core truths I have found apply to everyone and everywhere. Everywhere I go, all around the world. And so I'm going to elaborate on these three core truths, because if you really understand these truths, that begins to be the platform to help you really be who you are originally intended to be. So I want you to think about this. And this one's very powerful. The first core truth is... You are alive for a reason. God created you with a purpose, and he wove it into your very creation. And one of the most difficult things about a calling, a purpose, destiny, whatever that is, is this is where we get 
easily sidetracked with this first core truth because we start looking from left to right and we start thinking that somebody else's destiny or calling or purpose is somehow better or more impactful or more necessary or more glamorous or whatever it might be. We start competing with other people. And it's quite ridiculous to compete with people that aren't, that, that aren't you. You can only really compete with yourself. So this core truth of you being alive for a reason, this has to be the foundation of you. You have to embrace this, accept it, and really pursue it and really understand that there is a point to all of this. And it isn't just to have pain. So this is what I want you to consider. If you've walked away from a calling, if you don't even think you have one, if you don't feel like you have significance, if you can't figure out what the heck, why were you made, what was the point of it all, this is where you start to, first of all, ask God. You just simply say to God, you know, you need to make it clear to me because I'm not getting it. And you apparently are the one that started me. So I need you to tell me why I'm here. What is the point? And it might be very simple, maybe very complex, but it will be unique to you. And he welcomes that question. The other way to sometimes find out, wow, why am I here? What is it that comes naturally to you? What, what gives you pleasure? What causes you to want to get up in the morning? What do people compliment you for? And see, we have this tendency to look at everything in a horizontal, in, in, in a vertical manner, where one thing is more important than the other, where the, the neurosurgeon is more important than the person at the door that greets me every time I come in the building and she tells me she's so glad to see me. See, both of those people, both of those behaviors help me. But as, as a vertical world, we have a tendency to rank those things. That the neurosurgeon is more important than the person that's greeting me at the door that is so kind to me and patient and helpful and opens the door for me. All those things help me and start my day out very well. So I want you to think about what comes naturally to me. What do people compliment me on? What do I enjoy doing? If I could do anything I wanted to do, what would be the thing that brings me the most joy? That typically is your calling. It may not be all of it, maybe a part of it. And this is why it's important to do that self-discovery. Otherwise, you're going to be searching outside of yourself for all these answers when they really are within you. They are within you where God lives and resides in you. If he doesn't live in you now, ask him anyways. Look out to the stars and ask the one that made the stars why you're here. So you are alive for a reason. And God created you with purpose. He did it on purpose. Nobody's happenstance. Nobody just appears on the planet and God looks at Jesus and the Holy Spirit and says, uh-oh, that person just showed up. What are we going to do with them? Every single human was planned. And that's a powerful, wonderful, supportive thing to know so that you can rest in that and know that even if you don't feel wanted on the planet, you are wanted by God. 
He created you because he wanted you. And he didn't want to live without you. And it's a powerful truth to know. And it's sometimes scary to believe because sometimes it can feel too lofty for us to really take in. But if this is the only thing you get out of today, that you're alive for a reason. And it is up to you to discover it, take hold of it, and do it. So I'm glad you're listening today. We're going to talk about the second core truth in the next segment. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you join me on the other side. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me. And I'm always glad when you are visiting the social media, when you're commenting on it, it always helps me to know what's inspiring and encouraging to you. And I love your comments. And certainly visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We've got lots of good things on the website. The radio shows are there. We have a, a link to some of the blogs. You can also listen to some music that I sing. And so I think it'll be inspiring for you to make sure to really visit the website. So today, if you're just joining us, we are really talking about this idea of you being the best version of you, not trying to be someone else, not trying to change yourself into someone that you like better, but actually being the best version of you. Because what generally happens, I would say all the times that I've ever known, when I'm really the best version of me, I, I, I just automatically like me. I'm much more comfortable with me. I'm much more at peace with myself. And I'm not fighting with myself. So in the last segment, we talked about the fact that there are three core truths that I have come to find in my life that really are the foundation of being the best version of me. And the one we talked about in that last segment was the first core truth, and that's that you are alive for a reason. God created you with a purpose, and he wove it in to your very creation. That no person is happenstance, that you were planned. And knowing that you were planned, you can know that you were wanted. And you can also know that you were needed. Because each and every human is so unique it's staggering to think that no one person is ever replicated. And recognizing that no one person can do what that person can do. Everyone is unique. The way that I impact the world will be different than how you impact the world, even if we're doing the same thing. There are many radio hosts. There are many psychotherapists. There are many musicians. There are many wives, there are many mothers. But nobody can do those roles the way that I do because it is unique to me in how I do it. And so I don't want you to get caught up in the doing part. I want you to get caught up in doing the whatever it is that you do uniquely, that you do your version of it, that you are here for a purpose. So the second truth that we're going to talk about 
is that you can affect change in yourself, others, and the world around you. You really can. And that's a tough one sometimes for us to comprehend. Because you may not think that you have any effect on your world. You may not think, well, I'm not a game changer. I don't have any power. I don't have any authority. I don't, I'm not important enough to think that I matter at all or have any effect on the world. But like I told you in the first segment, the difference between the neurosurgeon and the woman that greets me when I come into the building to do the show. She's excited to see me. She always has a smile on her face. She compliments me, and she's happy to see me. And she tells me to have a good day. And see, she does that in a way that only she can do. And it absolutely affects me very positively. I was a little bit weary when I was coming in today. And as soon as I saw her and she was so kind, I thought, wow, this is going to be a good day. And it affected me. So yes, we have some humans that affect on a global level. We have some humans that are a little bit more under the radar. And they affect one person really well. And that person affects another. And that person affects another. And that person affects another. And when we get to heaven, you're going to find out what that ripple effect was. You're going to find out how you affected so many people because of one person. So don't ever minimize the power of your presence. And we're going to go into more detail on that one in, in the next segment. But I want to get to the third one. And the third really important truth to learn to accept and work with is that pain is inevitable. And the effective management of it is imperative if you are to be who you were originally created to be. Think of where we would be if God didn't manage pain well. If Jesus didn't manage pain well. If all these amazing heroes that we have in history didn't know how to manage pain. What would the world be like if they gave up? If they caved, if they, if they gave in and decided not to walk out their purpose or their calling because of persecution, because of rejection, because of people running after them to kill them, whatever it may be. The management of pain is imperative because if we don't manage it well, it changes who we are, not permanently. But it affects us in a way that is either going to be positive or negative. And I say to, to people frequently, I have really come to find pain is the greatest motivator of all. And if there's anything good in somebody, pain always finds it out. Pain always exposes who we are and what we may need to work on and the areas that we may need to grow in. And that can be internal pain. It can be pain from the external world. But pain is one of these things that is not going to go away. And trying to escape it, trying to find a life that doesn't have it, trying to find a place where you won't feel it, is an exercise in futility. See, I, I tell clients many times, you know, 
you're driving up to a stoplight, you look over, you see this beautiful woman with a handsome man in a convertible, I don't know, Mercedes or something, and sunglasses, music going, and you're thinking, gosh, they have a great life. Man, how lucky are they? And little do you know, they're driving to my office because he's beating her up and she's cheating on him. And so we make these judgments about people at one glance, or even if we know them for, for a time, we make judgments about what amount of pain or what little pain they may have. So what I'm here to tell you today is everybody is in pain to one degree or another and in one way or another. And so down here on earth, there is no escaping it. So no matter where you are, who you are with, what your age is, financial status, color of your skin, wherever you are on earth, there is pain and there will be pain and there is no escape. And I tell clients frequently, you know, we make these snap judgments about people thinking that their life is so much better than ours and we compare ourselves to people we don't even know. And so you pull up to a light, you see this couple in a beautiful convertible Mercedes dressed amazingly and you're thinking wow aren't they so lucky the middle of the day they're just out in Arizona running around in a beautiful car and they love each other and they're good looking and little do you know they're coming to my office because he's beating her up and she's cheating on him so this is conversations with Cynthia join me in the next segment as we talk more about these three core truths and being your own best version Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and thank you for joining me again. And if you're just tuning in, I want to encourage you to go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can listen to this show in its entirety and all the other ones that we have. You also can go to the 1360KPXQ website and look under the hosts, and you will see me right there with my picture. You can go and click on that, and we have all the shows there as well. So we are talking about this idea of being the best version of you. Not competing with other people, not trying to take on other people's traits or attributes because they're currently in vogue, but really being the best version of you and what that really means. And so we talked about these three core truths that I want you to know are foundational. And the first one is you're alive for a reason. God created you with purpose. You are not happenstance. He planned you, and he created you, and he wanted you. And he's weaving your purpose and wove that purpose into your very creation, down to the cellular level. The second one is you can affect change in yourself and the world around you. Whether it be positive or negative, you affect people. You affect the world simply by being here. And the third one is that pain is inevitable. And if we effectively manage it, we can really be the best version of us because pain really finds out who we are. Pain either brings out the best in a person or it brings out the worst. 
because pain is the greatest motivator. And we need to not shy away from it. We need to be brave. We need to be strong and courageous. And we need to understand that this world is painful until God decides it's done and then we are free. But until that time, if we don't manage pain, it may overcome us. It may cause us to be someone that we would never want to be. It may cause us to make very terrible decisions. So we need to really accept the fact that there is always going to be pain. And how are we going to manage that effectively? So I want you to understand that whether you believe it or not, whether you feel it, your presence really matters. And you do affect the world, positively or negatively, and that you will influence others. And this is a given, regardless of your position in life. You're going to affect people, places, and things. Down to the smallest gesture while you're driving. Have you ever come home and complained about a driver? You don't know the person, but they negatively affected you. That created pain. You had to manage the pain so that you continue to drive the way you're supposed to drive. It's that down to that small of a level. So we affect people. And we want to remind ourselves that the effect we have can be lasting, lingering in a good or a po- in a positive or a negative way. So you, you have to understand the world is extremely interconnected very highly complicated. So what kind of effect are you having? Are you one of those people that leave others replenished and renewed, reinforced, or are you the person that leaves people needing to be repaired or restored? Are you the one they have to get over? Well, why is this so important? See, I believe if you're being the best version of you, you're going to add, not detract from others. You have something that's unique and special and original. And the most important question you could ever ask yourself is, are you the best version of yourself? And what's holding you back from being that? I I want you to be your own life manager. I want you to be managing you. And I work on being a life management expert. I want people to be managing themselves well. I love my job. I love teaching people. And I love helping people be that unique, original version that cannot be copied. Because trust me, dysfunction, it's never original, nor is it creative. It's predictable, it's common, and it steals from you, the original person. So I want you to be the best version, the cutting edge version of yourself, the version of the future. And that comes with overcoming your past, possibly. It comes with overcoming fear, hurt, anger, lamenting over past mistakes, missed opportunities. There might be all kinds of things that have to be cleaned up and gotten out of the way in order for you to do this. So understanding that this is a process and it is a worthy endeavor And it's one that has a great payoff for you and for the world. So join me in the next segment as we talk about some very specific habits and behaviors that help you be the best version of you. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I'll talk to you on the other side.
Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me, and I really want to encourage you to check out all the social media that we have on Twitter and Facebook, all those different places that we LinkedIn. Certainly visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and there's lots of things on the website that you might enjoy as well. So we are talking about being your own best version and what that really means. And what that means truly, is that I'm not trying to be somebody other than who I am. And I'm going to be the best version of that. I'm not going to try to replicate somebody else. I'm not kind of going to compete with someone else. I'm going to simply be the best me. Because there is only one me. And there is only one me that can affect the world the way that I do. And the way that I do that has a lot to do with how I manage pain. So if you missed the first three segments, I want to make sure that you listen to those core truths that we talked about. And we are now going to talk about really some some basic habits, some behaviors that we can do that really help us to be our own best version. And some of these I got when I was doing a little bit of research. I found a guy, his name is Gene Griffith, and he's a former retired military person. And he had some good suggestions as well that I kind of added to this whole list that I've made. So I want you to start with this. Humans need to sleep. Okay? Getting eight to nine hours of sleep every night is one of the best ways to start being a good version of yourself the next day. It may sound simple, but your body rules. Okay? When you get up rested, you're going to be amazing you're going to handle the pain of the day so much better. And I'm one of those people, I don't really like to sleep, so it's a, it's a really big habit that I need to work on. It's a behavior that I need to practice and commit to. And I know that it works. When I sleep, I'm a better version of myself. All mammals sleep. And we know they have done studies about people that don't sleep. They have kept, you know, Navy SEALs awake for as long as, 12 to 18 days, and they go crazy. They lose their mind. So sleep is a really big deal. The the second one is drink lots of water. All mammals need water. That's one of the things. Sleep, food, water, and air. Those four things all mammals have to have. So I can probably get away with less sleep. I can certainly maybe not eat well like I should. But when it comes to water and air, if I don't have water and air, I am going to die very, very quickly. It also ages people. It causes your brain not to want to think like it should. It colors the world when we have no sleep and no water. So water and sleep, super important for just being the best version of you. Because when you do that, The body that you are housed in isn't working against you and you are not working against it. So you have much more energy to spend in much more positive ways. Now this next one, really important, being grateful. We did a whole week on being grateful. 
the power of gratitude, of gratefulness, what it does for humans, how it changes our brain, how it rewires our brain, how it gives us more courage to make bigger decisions, gives us more courage to take risks. And so being grateful also changes the world around us because it helps other people be grateful. Because remember, we affect people. So if I'm grateful for them, they're going to be more apt to be grateful toward me or gracious. The more grateful I am, the less of a foothold the enemy has on my life because I'm not going to be as negative. And remember, we're hardwired toward negativity. It's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to complain. So sometimes we just want to be grateful for the, the smallest things. I have a bed to sleep in. How about that? The smallest things. I'm still alive today. Even if I might not want to be, apparently somebody does because God's not letting me come home yet. So there must be something for me. So this next one goes along with gratitude, and that is forgiving, being forgiving. And starting with you, forgive yourself every day. Forgive others easily. When you forgive yourself, you are so much better at forgiving others. And forgiving self is one of the hardest things to do. It's hard to get over when we let ourselves down when we act in a way that we're embarrassed about, when we haven't done something we know we're supposed to do, when we've had a really big moral failure. But see, God forgives us. He's already forgiven every sin that we are ever going to commit. It already was forgiven when Jesus died on the cross. It isn't like he's in current time with us wondering whether or not he wants to forgive us. He's already done it. So one of the ways that we honor who created us is to do what he does, and he forgives us. So we need to forgive us and forgive others. And as we do that, that leads to a beautiful habit of kindness. We did a whole show on kindness. Kinder, gentler relationships, the power of kindness. When you practice kindness in your life, kindness toward others, I will guarantee you that you will get a better version of yourself and everyone else. And what's so interesting, I don't know if it's the enemy of our soul, if it's the fall of man, but there's this tendency to think if we're kind to ourselves, then we're somehow giving ourselves permission to do bad things. If we forgive ourselves, then we're not somehow not holding ourselves accountable. Neither of those are true. God very specifically says in his word, it is his kindness that leads us to repentance. When I'm kind to my clients and forgiving to them, they change faster. They have the courage to do it sooner, and they're able to do it longer. That's how humans are hardwired. It doesn't mean that we don't consequence people. We don't have consequences for children. Those are teaching moments. But we can still be kind when we're confronting or consequencing. So be kind. 
And this next one, say no. Be able to say no and still do it kindly. But your time, my time, it's limited. We have to use it wisely. And so no is a really important element of self-care. And we did a show on that as well. We said making best friends with the word no, that no is my best friend. So being able to say no to things, even if they're good things, because I want the better. And that is a huge way to honor yourself, honor other people, because it helps us be honest when I say no. Also this, live below your means. Stop trying to compete with everybody financially. Stop trying to chase the dollar thinking that the more money I have, the more freedom I will have. It doesn't work that way. Freedom is an internal experience. See, Jesus was free even when he was on the cross. The Apostle Paul, many of the disciples talked about being free even though they were jailed. I've talked to you before about Viktor Frankl, a very famous psychiatrist that was imprisoned in 12 different concentration camps. And he's the one that came up with that idea that nobody can tell me how to think. I'm free in my own mind. So you want to really live below your means. Stop completely stressing yourself out with all the achieving and the striving and the attaining of things. Enjoy what you have and live with what you're provided with. If you can make more money, okay. But that is never the pathway to happiness and it's never the pathway to meaning and purpose. So this next one goes along with forgiving and kindness and saying no. This is learn to like yourself, right? You're with yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Not only that, you're going to be you forever. So the sooner you make peace with you, the sooner you learn to like you, that you are fond of yourself, the more peace you will have, the better version you will be. Now, this doesn't mean I like everything I do, but I like me. This is who God made, and I can be friends with me, and I can appreciate me. And that this is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself, is to not constantly be in battle with yourself and in conflict and feeling trapped in, in a body and a person, being with a person you hate. Imagine if your children hated themselves. So one of the greatest gifts you can do, that you can give to you, is to make peace with you like you. And be in harmony with yourself. And one of the ways you do it, you forgive yourself, you be kind to yourself, and you learn how to say the word no. And the next one is really important. This is learning how to be alone. Because being alone with yourself many times opens up all kinds of information and experiences that you need to have that help you know yourself better and help you know your calling better and help you know why you're here better. 
It also helps you appreciate others. And it helps you appreciate yourself. Learning how to be alone with you causes you to be someone that is easier to be with. Read. Do things like read. Read more. Watch less television. Work out. Breathe deeply. But this is a big one. This next one. Hold yourself and others to a higher standard. That doesn't mean that we judge ourselves and others. It means that we have a concrete value system and we live within our values. And when we, when we go against our own value system, we correct. That has everything to do with how much we value ourselves and how much we like ourselves and how much we can live at peace with ourselves. So make sure that you have a specific value system. And you can listen to the shows. We did a whole week on, on value systems as well. They're a very important part of life and being an adult that manages your own world. So lastly, choose to be happy. Choose to be happy. It is a choice. It's a lot easier to not be happy. And it is exercising a muscle, an emotional muscle in you that is imperative if you want to be the best version of you. So I'm really glad that you joined me today. And I hope that this was helpful. And I want to encourage you to listen to the show a couple of times and to really take to heart what I've said. To put it into practice. To make it a discipline. You are worth it and the world is counting on it and needs you. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Have a great week. I can't, talk, I can't wait to talk to you next week. And I look forward to hearing you on social media and seeing you on social media. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.